Welcome to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Nude. So today I want to talk about something that I think is one of the most important factors, practices, practice, it's a practice um, to for a sustainable relationship and it's non-attachment. So I think there's maybe some confusion could happen between non-attachment and commitment, you know, and not being committed, but they're very, very different. Um, you know, to commit to something, it's like it's a practice of showing up. That's how I see it. It's like it's just a practice of I am going to continue to show up for this. Say, we'll say we're talking about a relationship, and this is how I want to show up, and I'm going to practice this. Attachment is like I am going to hold on to this relationship and not let it go no matter what, and I'll do anything to save it. <laughs> and I feel like, particularly when doing polyamory, that and the way that my partner and I are doing polyamory, we're having a lot of movement, a lot of change, like a lot of interaction and um, a lot of exploration. And so because of that, our relationship is always changing and the things that we're, the, the triggers that come up and uh, the things we're experiencing are often new, new things, which is awesome. That's, that's really how we like to do life. We both enjoy novelty and adventure and um, change. So, but what I've found as our relationship develops I'm sure anyone out there, many people out there might be able to relate that when you're in love with someone, sometimes something will happen and you'll just fall all in love with them all over again and you'll just go that level deeper and sometimes it feels like you love this person so much there can't possibly be any more ways to love them and then there is and there's another level and it's such a beautiful feeling and this can just go on and on with the person and I have this uh I have this you can have this with anyone in your life uh you know but yeah that's what I'm talking about right now and what I've found is it can be really easy for each time that love goes deeper to cling to attach to have now expectations to now project into the future that things are going to stay this way and you actually you need them to stay this way and please hope they stay this way because it's so awesome and I never want to let it go and I have definitely done this in the past I think I've even told my 
ex-partner things like, I need you. Like, I, I need you. I can't see my life without you. And at the, in the time I felt that way. And it's like, we think this is like a profession of our love for someone, but really it is just attachment. It is just this, I need you to fill something in me that I can't fill myself. And so if you're not here, I'm empty, or at least a part of me is empty or a part of me can't function properly. And I really feel like this is what causes a lot of pain um, in relationships is where we attach to a particular moment or we attach to a certain idea of what our lover or partner is. But when we do that, we do not give ourselves and them enough space to move and change and grow. And I really feel like that is so important. And so each, there's so many times, like often with David, that I have to, that inside me, I have to kind of let him go. And it's letting him go in the sense of like setting him free from my attachment, setting him free from my need for him to stay the same. You know, because sometimes things are so good and sometimes I do want him all to myself and I think this is so beautiful and I just want it to stay this way and I don't want him to love anyone else. I just want him to love me because <laughs> this is so beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's totally understandable to, to, to feel that way. But because polyamory for me is like, it is such, it is a practice and it's a, it feels like a lifestyle to me that I actively choose and that I believe in. Like I just believe that it is such a beautiful way to live uh, because it allows uh, so much growth and uh, such a important practice of unconditional love. And that's really what I think non-attachment makes the space for. It just makes the space for you to love this person even when they're not showing up in all the ways you expected them to or all the ways that you think they should. You know, this is a big word. You should love me this way. You should have been there for me then. You should have been able to communicate. You should be able to spend more time with me, blah, 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 blah. You know, when we let like emotionally, energetically set someone free to be their most authentic selves, to be just to, just to give them so much space that they are free to self-actualize and to be their the best possible version of themselves and we can support them in doing that too in many ways in all the ways that we can support a lover when we do that i think it can create a a bond for life because you can love a person and still put up different boundaries around how you want to relate to them or how you want to spend time with them or how, what direction you want the relationship to go. You can still love them unconditionally and have boundaries. But I think when you need a person 
to be a certain way or you need a person to only love you or you need a person to only ever be attracted to you or you need a person to um, stay the same really in any way that will only bring stagnation uh, to the relationship I believe and when with with David like I'm noticing that like something came up in in a post on Facebook recently and it was about sharing um sharing how even as poly practice poly people we we still feel all the normal range of emotions like total honesty I feel jealousy almost every time I think um, David interacts with someone else. That's the, the, the like knee-jerk reaction of jealousy is there. Like, I don't know if it is ever going to completely go away because it's based on a deep and well-ingrained um, fear of abandonment and uh, an insecurity in myself that I'm not worthy, not good enough, not beautiful enough, not funny enough, not intelligent enough, not sexy enough, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know yet if these things, these thoughts, these feelings, these patterns of thought, I don't know if they ever go away uh, because they're also in the collective consciousness too. The way we are showing up, you know, in media, on the news, and social media, like, uh, I just don't know if those thoughts will ever go away entirely. But I just practice uh, their non-attachment. I feel, I feel that feeling come up, that that feeling of jealousy, like, <gasps> oh no, he's gonna leave me. He doesn't really love me. I'm not sexy enough. Um, blah blah blah. And I just don't attach to it. I don't grab that feeling and then bring it into my awareness and go, oh, yep, yep, let's find all the ways this is true. Let's look for evidence that this is true. I just feel the feeling, acknowledge the feeling. I know where this feeling comes from. It's okay. Uh, I don't need to uh, expand this feeling right now. I can just feel it and now let it go. And then I can move my thoughts or mind into a different space, whatever I choose. So every time David is with someone else, which to be honest, is, is, it's not happening heaps. Like both of us are moving, you know, in in a lot of ways, we're moving reasonably slowly. I think a lot of the time people get this idea about polyamory and like everyone does it so differently. I can only speak for myself, but they get this idea that we're just like constantly having sex with all these different people. And like literally that there is not enough time for that. Like we, we also have lives and jobs and children and responsibilities. And so, you know, we're not doing that. But anyway, Every time he's with someone else or every time these these new experiences come up where I might feel some jealousy or I might feel that need to cling to him and hope that nothing changes and that we love each other forever and that maybe I can have him all to myself, I actively 
practice, like energetically, just letting him go. I kind of envision, like I visualize this kind of just setting him free to to be himself. And the, the truth is what I'm really doing is setting myself free to be myself. Uh, and therefore allowing constantly this freedom of expression and freedom to grow and freedom to change within our relationship so that we can stay together, that we can love each other uh, and have a deep, intimate, loving, sustainable relationship, but also constantly allow for change and growth. And even though I don't know if this, like, if I'm making this sound simple, like it's not simple. It's, it's, uh, well, actually it's simple, but it's not easy. (laughs) And you, you, there, a lot of work on ourselves has to happen. I guess first, you know, you have to have that self-awareness of the emotions that are coming up. Then you have to have this, the self-awareness of where do those emotions come from? What are the thoughts? What are the beliefs? What are the habits that I have that support these emotions to grow and to churn inside me and to and to maybe even start leading my behavior? And to start running the show, frankly, you know, we've all had times where our emotions have started to just run the show. And it's almost like, it's it's actually a very, it can feel like a very embodied experience sometimes where, um, yeah, something takes over, whether it be anger, jealousy, fear, sadness, and it just runs the show for a while. And you don't even know what the shit you're saying but or doing or what's going on but you're expressing from a deep wound wounded place and so you know we do need to be working on ourselves to have all this self-awareness of what's going on and then I guess yeah one of the the next steps after you've got all the awareness is practicing that letting go of of things needing to be a certain way and just accepting what is like one thing that I do that I practice I do a lot of this stuff in my mind and I want to bring some more of some more of these practices more into my body um, but some things that I, that do help me in my mind that I do is that I I use a really practical realistic approach when I think about like when David is with someone else um, engaging with someone else or excited about someone else or um, yeah I I actively accept that he might want to be with someone else and not me that could happen I think it's unlikely because I'm super awesome but it could totally happen and he can never promise me that that won't happen and vice versa. I cannot promise him that I will never leave him, you know? And I really feel like something that's really useful is constantly 
coming to a place and actively visualizing this person maybe leaving you and visualize that you can have a life without them. Just feel into, you can feel into the, the grief that you might feel, but even try going through the grief and feeling that you could also, you could also be okay. That life does go on and that you can be safe and loved and you can have beautiful experiences and that um, you don't need this person to stay with you for you to have an epic life full of love and passion and sex and all the things that you maybe desire. And so I do sometimes just like allow the, the idea that he might leave and be with someone else or that he might fall wildly in love with someone else so much so that he wants to do monogamy with them or he might um, just, be, yeah, he just might become infatuated and with somebody else to the point where I, our relationship becomes not the priority and maybe even go as far as wanting to end the relationship. Like, again, I think this is really unlikely, at least anytime soon, but it is always a possibility. And for me, it just really helps just to kind of feel the possibility and then just bring acceptance to it and love even, because I think that if he fell in love with somebody else and wanted to leave me for them, that's his truth. That is what is right for him. And that is what's going to, that is his journey that will help him grow. That is what is needed for his life. And therefore, it's also what's needed for my life. Because if we're not in a nourishing, overflowing, love-filled relationship, um, because he's obsessed with someone else, then that's not nourishing me either. You know, so I kind of just go through this process every now and then. And sometimes it's triggered by him having feelings for somebody else. And sometimes it's just triggered by falling more in love with him. I'm falling more in love and I'm like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> how do I, how do I hold all of this? And I think the key is to not, <laughs> the key is to like feel all the love and then let go the need and the attachment to it. Yeah. What the fuck do I know? This is just my journey. <laughs> I don't, you know, this is just stuff that goes through my mind and, and tools and practices and thought, thought changes I use to help me live this polyamorous life because I, I want to, you know, and, and it brings so much growth and, uh, love into my life, but it's, it's not easy. It takes a lot of work on yourself and it's fucking worth it. Like to me, it's so fucking worth it. Um, but, but it's not easy. And yeah, there's no, I think, but this is where I think it suits me because I love challenge. I love adventure Anyway, I think that's enough. I just wanted to share this, this theme that's coming up a lot and it really helps me. And I think it can really help other people too. I think no matter whether you're in monogamy or polyamory, 
or any dynamic of relationship and with anyone. Like I also feel like this applies to our children, right? Anyone that has children knows that like you love them so much and the idea of anything ever happening to them or the idea of even them leaving one day can be heartbreaking but we have to if we're going to allow our children to have a good life with independence and freedom we have to let them go we absolutely have to and that's probably also a, a regular process and I and I do have to do this with my son as well like sometimes things you know I feel a lot of fear around things that might happen to him and there as well I have to let that go because otherwise if we don't let these feelings go let these attachments go we live in a constant state of like anxiety and clinging and stress and that just I don't want to live like that that doesn't sound fun at all I want to live in a from an energetic space of just flow and freedom and love. Yeah. There we go. That's my episode for today. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, also, though, if you didn't, let me know because I'm curious. Uh, you have a lovely time, whatever it is you're doing, and I'll catch you next time. This was Nude with Mercy J. If you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content, then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com slash nude slash donations. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback about this episode, then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com.